0: your Bibles to the book of Mark, to chapter 11, the book of Mark, and in chapter 11, before I read from there, I'm going to go back to that last hymn that we were just singing, and just remind you of what we all were singing, verse 1, of how firm a foundation How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled. That is a great part of my message this afternoon. The foundation that is laid for us in the Word of God. Mark chapter 11, and I read verse 22. I'm only going to read the last four words of verse 22. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Who or what is the object of your faith? If you would, go with me from there to the book of Acts, chapter 27. Acts, and in chapter 27, and here again, I will not deal with the context, even though you can notice it. Paul was on that prison ship on the way to Rome. The storm came up. Everyone's life seemed to be in danger. But there, Paul said in verse 23, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Notice the next word. For I believe God, for I believe God,
1: that it shall
0: be even as it was told me. I remember when I first came here, had not been here very long, I made the statement from this pulpit, and I still will stand by that, that. If a person does not believe God's word, they are not saved. Again, I stand by that. There were some that got upset then. Some left because of that statement.
1: But it's impossible to
0: believe in God and also think he's a liar. If you do not believe what he said, evidently you believe he's lying. The Bible is the word of God. If you do not believe the Bible, then... You're just not saved. It's just that plain and simple. Having noticed these two statements, have faith in God, then the statement here, I believe God, go with me if you would to the book of First John. In the book of First John and in chapter 5, here I'd like to read verse 1 through verse 13. 1 John chapter 5, I begin in verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood, and it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. There are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. For if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater.
1: For this is the witness of God,
0: which he has testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath a witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. As we all know, there are many things in the Scripture that could be referred to as deep doctrines. As Peter said of Paul's writings, there are some things that are just hard to be understood. But when it comes to the matter of the gospel, when it comes to the matter of salvation, the Bible is always very clear and very plain. You might remember the word perspicuity. It just simply means the clearness, the plainness of the Word of God when it deals with the matter of salvation. It's always simply worded. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. It's a very simple statement. It's clear, it's concise, it is plain. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Very plain. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Very plain, very simple. Language could not be any clearer. Verses you ever learn, John chapter 3 and in verse 16. Here in our reading in 1 John, if you notice verse 1, how simple and plain this is stated. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Very simple statement. Follow that by asking a a question. If you are saved, how do you know you are saved? If someone were to ask you, how do you know that you were saved, how would you answer? You might answer by saying, well, I believe on Jesus. Well, I would follow Surely your answer there would be, the Bible says this. The Bible says, All who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. And this is my message this afternoon. As I mentioned in the first verse of, of that hymn, the ground, the basis, the foundation Of your faith is the Bible, the Word of God. That's all you have. You do not have anything else. Notice in 1 John chapter 5, verse 9 through verse 11. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life and this life is in His Son. Notice in verse 9, if you would, the witness of God. The witness of God mentioned twice in that verse. In verse 10, it speaks of the record that God gave of His Son. Now, another question. Where do you find the witness of God And where do you find the record that God has given of His Son? Well, it's in the Bible. And that's it. That is the record that God has has given unto us of His Son. You don't have any other record that is truly and fully reliable concerning Jesus Christ other than what's written in this book. It's all that we, we have. And this is the point of my message. Where is your faith? What is it that you trust? We should never base our salvation upon our feelings or our emotions and not even upon an experience. And there are many that do that. They just say, well, I feel like I say. Well, feelings do not have a thing in the world to do with it. You're basing your salvation upon your feelings Then you are on very shaky ground. We base it upon the Word of God. If you look for anything else other than the Scriptures for evidence of your salvation, you are in fact saying the word of God is not sufficient. But it is sufficient. Everything's in this book that, that we need to know concerning our salvation. Now I want us to look at this and I'll, I'll just say this. I know that I am saved simply because God said so. I don't need anything else. God said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm saved because God said so. I don't need any other evidence. I don't need to feel like I'm saved. I don't need any emotional experience. All I need is the Word of God. Unlike Paul, in this respect, I believe God. I believe God. God said, whosoever believeth has everlasting, eternal life. And I believe. I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe, as First John 5 and verse 1 says, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. And the Word of God assures me that I am saved. And my point is the importance of the Bible and not relying upon anything else other than the Word of God. Verse 1 again, Whosoever, it does not matter who it is, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now some might say, Again, as I've already mentioned, well, I just don't feel like I'm saved. Well, how does it feel? How does it feel? Does it matter? If God said, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, if you truly believe that, you're saved whether you feel like it all the time or not. Some have told me, well, there's times when when I just doubt my salvation. And I'm sure that there are. But can your doubts make void the Word of God? Again, the Word of God says, Whosoever believeth shall be saved. If at times you doubt your salvation, you cannot make by your doubts the Word of God of non-effect. Again, verse 1 is just a, a real certain statement here that is simple and plain to read and ought to be easy to understand. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. I won't turn there, but 2 Timothy 2 and in verse 13 the Bible tells us even if we doubt, we don't really truly believe, God remains faithful. He's faithful to His Word. His Word says again, whosoever believeth has everlasting life. Whoever believes that Jesus the Christ is born of God. What Christians ought to do, and I include myself here, When doubts and fears come into our life and they may flood into our minds, just remind yourself of what God said. And the witness of God is greater than the witness of men. The witness of God is greater than your doubts or your feelings. The witness of God. We have many reminders of our deficiencies, our faults, and our our failures, but we ought to counter every one of them with the sufficiency of the Word of God. When those doubts creep in, fears creep in, feelings that you do not like concerning these things creep in, remind yourself of the Word of God. In John chapter 9, And in verse 35 is the question I refer to many times. And again, if you ever have doubts, you you have those feelings that maybe, surely I cannot be saved if I said this or if I did that. Ask yourself this question. John in chapter 9, verse 35, the last words of the verse. Dost thou believe on the Son of God? That's all you need. It's a simple yes or no question, and it ought to be answered with a simple yes or no. Do you believe on the Son of God? if you can answer in the affirmative, it ought to cause all doubts and fears just to flee away. God's word said, all who believe on the Son of God are saved and the witness of God is greater than anything else. The Philippian jailer, what must I do to be saved? Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, the question here, dost thou believe on the Son of God?
1: This is what God's Word
0: has to say upon this matter. I'm going back to 1 John again, and in verse 10 this time. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God has given of his Son. The witness of God the witness of God it's the word of God it's the spirit of God that is in us again in verse 10 he that believeth on the son of God hath the witness in himself
1: and again this
0: the witness of God is greater than doubts and fears and failures that we all have well, the Can have is to receive the witness of man over the witness of God. If there's times in your life when you say, well, I can't be saved, you're creating your own witness and making it greater than the witness of God. When we began, I read the statement, have faith in God. And you cannot have faith in God without faith in what's recorded in this book. And Paul said, I believe God. Witness of men may say, well, if you're not baptized, you cannot be saved. The witness of God says, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved. There are even some that would say, that if you do not speak in tongues, you cannot be saved. The witness of God says, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved. The witness of some is, if you do not belong to a certain church, then you cannot be saved. But the witness of God is greater. The witness of God is, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I just... I just let men say what they will. Again, I join the Apostle Paul and just say, I believe God. I believe God. Sometimes people say, well, there's times I do not act like a Christian. My reply to that would be, being a Christian is not an act. We're not acting. Acting is for hypocrites. We're not acting. None of us are going to live perfect lives here upon this earth, but we need to remind ourselves uh, simply of what the Word of God says. Look in 1 John chapter 3, if you would. In 1 John chapter 3 and in verse 23, and this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son of God. Of, of, of him. Let me read that again. This is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. If you ever have opportunity, you need to read Charles Spurgeon's sermon on this verse right here. He referred to this as our warrant of faith. That was the title of his sermon, I believe. Our warrant of faith. If the sheriff were to come to you and say, I have a warrant for your arrest, what does he mean? He means, I have authority to arrest you. That's what a warrant If you want to know what our authority to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is found here in 1 John 3 and in verse 23. That's why Spurgeon referred to it as the warrant of faith. It is our authority, it is a command of God that we believe on the name of His Son. That's important. There have been those, and there still are those, who think they are too sinful, they've just gone too far into sin in their life, and that God would never accept them. Here's their authority to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever thought about that? We have God's authority to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. When God gave the commandment to all men everywhere to repent, that was their warrant, that is the authority for any and everyone to repent. Again, in our reading in 1 John 5 and in verse 1, that word whosoever just stands out. It just stands out. There's nothing barring anyone from believing on the Lord Jesus Christ other than themselves. They don't have anybody else to blame. God has given an open command here to believe on the name of his Son. Christians need no further evidence of salvation than what's contained in the Word of God. Is this His commandment in 1 John 3 and in verse 23 that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ? Chapter 5, verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. It's just a plain, simple statement. In 1 John chapter 5 and in verse 10, it's just so important. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. Go with me to the book of Romans, to chapter 8. The book of Romans and in chapter 8, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 8. Romans 8, and in verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Keep that in mind. He that believeth hath the witness in himself. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are The children of God. Verse 9 again. The Spirit of God dwells in you. What a great privilege. Can you imagine such grace as this? That the Spirit of God dwells in you. Does it ever cross your mind as you go through your day-by-day routines what it means to be a saint? What it means to be one who is saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? The Spirit of God dwells in you. Verse 10, if Christ be in you and Christ is in you, By that Spirit who is referred to as the Spirit of Christ. Verse 11, the Spirit dwells in you. The Holy Spirit of God has set up an abode in you and it abides in you. In verse 14, the Spirit's leadership is proof you are a child of God. As many, which means no more and no less, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's the witness of God recorded in His his Word. Again in verse 16, the Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Again, where do you find the foundation for your faith? It's right here. If you look somewhere else, you're just saying this is not sufficient. We should never go outside of of the Word of God. Back to 1 John chapter 5 again. I'm going to read verse 10 again. He that believeth on the Son of God Hath the witness in himself. A reminder of the question in John 9, 35, dost thou believe on the name of the Son of God? He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. That's why I said almost 25 years ago from this pulpit. You cannot be saved and think God is a liar. Impossibility. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. Why? Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And again, we need no further evidence than the Word of God. I don't need to go beyond this Bible to substantiate my salvation. I don't have to look to my feelings, say, do I feel like it? Do I think this or that? Just what did God say? That is all that I, it matters to me. And Again, I'll so close with this, that I've already said, I know I am saved just because God said so. Don't need any other reason. God said so.